tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Well, welcome back again, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, where we talk to creative professionals all over the world to find out how they get inspired with ideas and how they gain the confidence and connections to get the work out into the world. I'm just so glad today to have as my guest, Elizabeth Hansen. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Yes, working professionals, you couldn't find one, so you called me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but and I don't know, how do you define professional? That you're actually making money? What, that's what the only mean? way I can define it. I mean, that's kind of limiting, actually. <laughs> Again, so you couldn't find one, so you called me. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth is the co-founder and chief creative officer of a company called Drama. Fi, Dramafy LLC, an audio drama streaming service. And Elizabeth, I'm fascinated by this idea of taking your skills and background in drama and in acting and in filmmaking and applying it to audio programming. How, how yeah. did you make that application? It, you know, it's it's an interesting genesis because uh, I've been in, in the entertainment business as an actor, as a writer, as a director or producer for like 40 years now. And um, in 2019, right before the big COVID <laughs> happened, um, I, I produced um, a musical in uh, Off-Broadway in New York, and I drove there carrying props and sets because it was cheaper to do that than rent them in New York. And on my drive back, as I was totally exhausted, I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. It's filmmaking is too expensive. Theater is too expensive. Trying to find distribution afterwards, trying to find theaters to produce it afterwards. And then, of course, timing is everything. So December, we, we finished in New York in December, and then we know what happened in March. <laughs> so yes. theater, as we know, it kind of died. And um, then I got this thought. I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. It's too expensive. And then I got this thought, well, radio isn't. So I had grown up just at the tail end of old time radio and radio theater, uh, you know, in the, you, you probably remember, mm -hmm. you know, CBS radio mystery theater and the stuff that they used to do on NPR. And I loved all of that stuff. When I was in Los Angeles, I used to listen to it at night and it was so much fun. And I remember my folks talking about it, you know, Mary Worth and uh, the shadow and all those great things. And so I started like um, doing some Googling and found out that there was this huge renaissance of audio theater, of audio drama. And I, I got this idea of, of producing, writing, producing, and directing audio theater or audio drama. And I talked with my film producing partner at the time. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And I want to create like, I didn't have a word for it. So I said, I want to create like this network where we can put all these audio dramas curated um, because what I found was that um, a lot of the, because it's the wild West out there, you never knew what you were going to get. That's right. So I wanted to make sure that it was kind of family friendly and you wouldn't, if you had kids in the backseat, it wasn't like, Ooh, golly, you got to turn <laughs> that off now. And it was Ken Harris, my film producing partner who kind of came up with the idea of Dramafy and how to monetize it. So what we hope to do is become like the Netflix of audio drama, which is, kind of cool. 
That's very cool. And how is the network building? How many uh, dramas it's have really you doing curated well. at this time? You know, it was in fits and starts because we're we're bootstrapping the company, which is not fun at all. <laughs> so doing things on a shoestring, you trip a lot on your shoestrings. So, uh, but in the last uh, three or four months, we, we started out as just a subscription um, company. And because nobody knew really who we were and what audio drama was. I mean, you ask anybody around audio drama, they go, is it a podcast? Mm -hmm. and you went, well, kind of, but so um, in January, we um, implemented listen free with ads and that really took off. So we have like tripled our listenership um, in the last few months. And we just started doing Google ads, which has, <laughs> I, I'm just in awe. I mean, our conversion rate of clicks to signups, the worst we've done is 10%. And that was over the Easter weekend. But like yesterday, we were at 63%. We, it was like amazing. Love that. So, Great I love experience. it. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's take it back to the beginning, if we could, Elizabeth. And that is these elements of a good drama, you know, whether it's theater or film, and how you apply those key elements uh, into an audio drama. Uh, compare and contrast for us. Okay, well, um, we like to say, I remember hearing a quote once where it was like, um, radio is just like the movies, only the pictures are better. <laughs> because because you get to you get to create them in your mind. So these are like movies for your ears. So they're they're fully scripted, fully acted, fully sound designed and scored. So it's just like watching a movie with your eyes closed. And just like any uh, story, whether it be literature or performance um, um, oriented. Um, it's it really boils down to the characters are the characters compelling and interesting and are the relationships and um, and the plot that surrounds them uh, compelling and entertaining. And those are pretty much the criteria. I mean, we have a lot of creators who are doing this, you know, with no money. And so we're we have we have some that have extraordinary sound effects and fully scored. And then we have some that are that are are great stories, but they they don't have the 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 means and the wherewithal to to flesh them out quite as quite as well. But the difference is it's still a great story. So who cares whether you hear footsteps or not? Yes. It's still a great story. Well and you mentioned some of these classics. I, I come to mind uh, uh, Prairie Home Companion, you know, oh, and it, yes. there were times when it was campy yes. and, you know, production values being what they were, you could tell it was the clap of the hands for the horse's hooves, but exactly. you know, it was fun and the story was great. I mean, it did draw you in. It was truly, as we call it today, destination listening. Absolutely. Guy yeah. Noir is like classic, you yes. know, absolutely yes. classic. And thinking about the elements, then you've talked a little bit about the crafting of the stories and kind of the production values. But then what about getting it out into the world, as we say, the promoting and the whatever it takes, you know, uh, muddy boots, uh, you know, pounding the pavement uh, virtually, maybe. Yeah. And this is what I think is this is this is the thing that I love so much about what my partner Ken at, at with Dramify came up with is that. Um, with audio drama, podcasting, that kind of stuff, most audio that's out there right now, unless it's music, um, it's really hard for a creator to make money. 
because you put it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which are great platforms. But in, you know, Spotify itself has over 2 million podcasts. So trying and uh, audio dramas are considered podcasts with them. So in these, this 2 million sea of 2 million podcasts, trying to find an audio drama, let's say that there's, uh, let's be generous and say there's 5,000 podcasts. Uh, audio dramas out there trying to find them if you google you know 10 best the the same 10 to 15 podcasts come up all the time so what we decided to do was we created a platform where uh, we reserve 20 percent of our gross income gross income and we share that with our creators depending on how many minutes are listened to and it's great because there's no other platform and does that 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 does that so it, one of the reasons we want people to come on exclusively for at least a couple of months is that um you know it's the fear of so like be the first one around the water cooler to hear it but it's also really great for them because we've noticed that when something is new on the site it gets listened to a lot and therefore they get more of more of the dollars so it, i mean it's small starting out with but it's a, it's more than they get on any of the other podcasts and you don't get lost in this huge sea of of music and podcasts yes absolutely well you know you mentioned something i wanted to maybe underscore and that was it within the story development the character development you know do you find that in in these drama podcasts you almost have to create the magnet of the character. I mean, this is why I want to listen, not just to one episode, but maybe over and over to the story is because I am attracted to or connected to that character. Absolutely. I mean, that's really the only reason we care about stories. I mean, look at Marvel. I mean, they have enough money to do all this amazing CGI. But really, the reason we we tune into it is because the character of Iron Man is so compelling. The character of, of Thanos was so wonderful. Here's this bad guy that has all these layers to him, you know, family and, and daughters and everything that that is just extraordinary. I mean, so, so it's not just uh, we tune in because we identify with the characters. We're going through what the characters are going through. Uh, I remember writing a play <clears throat> about a historical character, a Utah historical character, and we put it on at a local university. And um, it was a really bad day for me. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. It was a one woman show and I was doing it and it was hard. And and they put me in a crappy theater and you know, I wasn't really happy about it. And so I just begrudgingly did it that one night. And after the show, this woman came up to me who said, you know, I, I, I was so depressed today. I, I couldn't, I didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't even want to come to the theater, but I'd already bought the tickets. So I came to the theater and she said, you know, if Eliza can get through it, I can get through it. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's the reason we do these things. It's amazing how art and theater and drama 
can really change your life. It really, it, it, it does. It's, sure. And that's the wonderful thing about story. Yeah. And you mentioned even the historical characters, whether fiction or nonfiction. And I think about some of the other guests on the podcast here that have talked about, you know, bringing a Marilyn Monroe story to, to new insights on a person we've known forever, or another guy who's created a, a Beatles drama, you know, how they got together and how they met and sort of has recreated these scenes. So even characters we think we know, like Eliza, you know, maybe we find new things about them when we imagine it in audio instead of just seeing it on the movies. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And your background includes a, a lot of media and awards. And I wanted to talk about awards for a second. You've won. Oh, yes, writers. please do. Let's yes, talk about all writers the things awards I've done. and Emmy nominations. <laughs> and the list goes on. It goes uh, on and we'll on. Put, we'll definitely have them in the show notes to impress folks on the CBS After School Special Awards and for all the other programming. But for all of you who remember those from the 1980s. All of those That's right. We all came home to watch the After School Special. We did. But um, what would awards mean now? You know, I, I think in ad agencies, you know, we like awards because it kind of is a peer review of our work, perhaps. But in the podcast and audio drama field, what can an award mean to a podcaster? Well, you know, and, and that's, an, that's a really interesting question. And it, it, it's the same kind of thing. It, 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 separates, it separates you from the herd. And I think that's, that's the main thing. So that, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, let's, let's talk about a film because everybody's kind of uh, familiar with those, those little appeared at Sundance or Sundance winner, or, you know, you know, Tribeca Film Festival. It's yes, it's got the nice (laughs) wreath around it. So when it's got the nice wreath around it, it separates it from the herd and said, you know, um, professionals, who are supposed to know professionals who uh, this, this was singled out as uh, excellent and exceptional material. So, Oh, maybe, maybe that's something I should listen to because some other people said, it's just just like word of mouth only with, you know, wreaths, wreaths around it with shrubbery around it, you know, (laughs) get some laurel wreaths and put it on. So I think it's, um, and there's, there's only a, like two or three um, associations and organizations that give out awards for uh, audio drama. The, the list is growing. BBC just joined the, the herd, but the only problem with the BBC awards is that you have to have um, produced it in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it was like, dang, but there's a couple other ones. And, and some of the film festivals, interestingly enough, like Tri- I mentioned Tribeca before, we have one that's coming on Dramafy in the next week. Um, that was an audio drama that was uh, selected for the Tribeca Film Festival because they're starting to recognize, especially since the pandemic, when nobody could go out and, and film anything, that this is how creative people were experiencing and, and, uh, and you know, channeling their creativity. So I, I'm kind of excited about that. Well, let's look over the horizon then, Elizabeth, and you, you've taught in the university setting and you know, screenwriters of the future. What, what do you see coming next? You know, how are the new creatives going to apply some of these crafts? That is a really interesting and thought-provoking question. I have, I have thought about that a lot because COVID absolutely 
transformed and changed the entertainment landscape. It really did. Um, and, and especially it did for the, um, for the more independent filmmakers and creators uh, because the money totally dried up. The other thing that's changed the landscape is the streaming services, which then flourished during COVID because we can go to the movie theater. But it's really difficult now to get distribution as an independent filmmaker because you used to you used to really count on getting foreign distribution in order to get funding for your film. Well, there's foreign distribution is really kind of dried up and it's mostly everything's pretty much gone to streaming. Um, let me get out my crystal ball. That's right. uh, and I think that uh, the movies that you see in the movie theater theaters are going to be what we call tentpole movies. They're going to be from the larger studios and they're going to be the um, the, the movies, the big movies of, of epic proportion. They're going to be the impossible mission impossible. They're going to be the Marvel movies. They're going to be these larger tentpole movies. There will be a few smaller movies um, uh, simply because they're, you know, the theater's got to have something to put in it. But I, I think most of the film production is going to go towards streaming. Um, but I also think that because I think COVID is with us forever, um, and it's just going to be an endemic. Is that, is that how you say it? Endemic? Mm -hmm. So it's like here forever, like the flu. Yes. Um, I think that I think audio drama is is going to be this new frontier that is going to re-energize the entertainment community. And the thing that I love about audio drama, and this is what's so exciting for me. Uh, in, in fact, whenever I get, in, um, get a new submission from a, a creator, I just, I, I reach out to them and I talk to them. I have met some of the best people who are creating these things. They're just good folks. And the thing, what I love about audio drama is it, because it's affordable, you can, you can do it on a shoestring. Um, it allows people who can't get into the Hollywood system an opportunity to uh, display their creative voice. And I find that extraordinarily exciting. Because what we also want to do down the road a piece with Dramafy is we want Dramafy to be the incubator, the, the, the new development tool that then you can, you can test out a story in a, in a cost-effective way and then see if, it's, if it garners an audience and then, then take it then to the next level. Oh, I see what you're saying. That and, is exciting. Video and movie, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to get very logistical, but first I want to make sure everyone knows how to connect with you and find you and learn more about your work, Elizabeth. Where can we find you? You can find me at uh, Elizabeth at dramafy.com. Go ahead and reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also just find Dramafy at dramafy.com. Pretty simple. You can listen free with ads or, you know, if you, if you want to, uh, if you're if you're not afraid of commitment, you can, you can stream it for like four bucks a month. That's all it costs. Uh, and it's, it's great. Love it.
Well, let's picture a listener who says, wow, I've really caught the bug. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I really want to get an audio project off the ground, maybe in the second half of 2022. And so, uh, Elizabeth, boy, you've really caught my ear. I want to make a submission, but I want to be prepared. What, what are some of the elements, I'll call it, of the pitch that you're listening for that in those engaging conversations you might have with a creator? What are you listening for and what are you really expecting from them? Well, um, I mean, the first thing that you, you hear is the production value and the acting. So, I mean, and that's a real, like you said, it's a real logistical thing. Then, um, because I've been a writer since, you know, the late seventies, I, I listen for the dialogue and the character development and character development, good character development is hard. And I'm not as, I'm not as concerned about plot. I know that that sounds weird. Um, <clears throat> because if you've got compelling characters in a compelling situation the plot is going to figure itself out if you and especially if you've done your homework if you know where you're going with the story everybody needs to know where they're going with the story I used to tell my my um students okay you've got a two-week vacation what's what's the first thing you do and they go well pack you do this and that. i said well how do you know where to pack if you don't know where you're going mm -hmm. so i said okay so now we know we're going to go to mount rushmore there are a couple of different roads that we can get to Mount Rushmore, but at least we know where we're going. So, so a writer really needs to know where the story is going, especially if it's, if it's, um, if it's uh, episodic, if you've got more than one episode. We have a lot of things that are just standalone pieces, which are great. Um, we have all sorts of different kinds, but we've got also like, golly, we've got a show that's got like four seasons in it already. Um, you know, with multiple episodes in them. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for compelling dialogue, compelling characters, uh, and compelling and engaging characters. Because if the, if the characters in the story isn't engaging, why bother? Mm -hmm. a, pe a person is just gonna, I mean, I've got one on there that I think is really great, but um, the, and it's my own story and I'm just going to, I'm just going to be real vulnerable here, but it, they, people are only listening to the first episode and they're not listening to the other six. And it's like, right. I wonder why. <laughs> so, um, well, and, and I just think it's, uh, uh, I think that the characters are engaging. I just think it's, um, a little too, you know, women oriented. It's mm. a, you know, so anyway, I have to kind of noodle that and try to figure out what's wrong with it. Well, and to your point, this gives you a chance to test it out on a platform, get some feedback, retool or expand, whichever it is. I know. And that's the that's the beauty of this medium is that I've, I produced the entire series, the, the entire first season on like, you know, like five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And that was that was the most expensive one that I'd done. I mean, my, I've got one on there called uh, The Absolutely Positively True Adventures of Babe the Dog, which was about my yellow Labrador. And, you know, I produced that for like $250. <laughs> so, <laughs> it can and, be it's, done. and it's been, you know, the difference between is that Babe the Dog is listened to by like everybody because it's like Babe the Dog. It's that's about right. this yellow Labrador. And that's where so, characters come in. I love it. Ex exactly. Well, thank you, Elizabeth Hansen, for being my guest and sharing all your experiences and insights. Appreciate it. 
Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure. I've, uh, I, I did my due diligence on you as well. And your, your wife should be impressed with you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, between her whether, and my mother, I've got a great following here. There you go. <laughs> Thank heavens for them. There you go. Thank well, you for having me. My guest has been Elizabeth Hansen of Dramafy, an audio drama streaming service. And we've learned so much about character development. And I think about uh, listeners, this podcast, it's thanks to you and the characters, the guests that have been able to come on my show. That we've And I'm surpassed. one of them. That's right. We've surpassed 100,000 downloads. We're going, coming up on our 200th episode, and we just couldn't do it without you. So we really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. And of course, give us a review and feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. And join me again for our next episode. We'll continue our round-the-world travels. We've stamped our creative passport in Salt Lake City today. We'll continue our journey around the world to talk to creative practitioners on how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas and pitch their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. Until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.